I'm Kim Singletary. And I'm Rich Collins with Biz New Orleans Magazine. Welcome to Biz Talks. Each week, we reach beyond the pages of Biz New Orleans Magazine to bring you in-depth conversations with members of the business community. From the names everyone knows to the ones destined to make their mark, we'll dive into the top issues, best practices, successes, and failures of every industry that calls Southeast Louisiana home. Today's podcast features Marianne Miller of Stay Local, an independent business alliance active in New Orleans since 2001. Miller designs programs and directs operations that support Stay Local's efforts to build a thriving local economy. Those efforts include the recent Small Business Saturday marketing campaign. Marianne Miller, welcome to the podcast. Great to be with you, Rich. So how did Small Business Saturday go? I think like everything else this year, it was different than any other year. You know, it's in its 11th year, it's 10 years old plus this year. So it's, it's been its first years, I think, um, really gaining a lot of the ground that you see right now, which is the shop small hashtag, the words shop small, the awareness of that Saturday, the um, ability to identify where it is on the calendar. It's after Black Friday, which this year, like lots of things, Black Friday was also not like anyone expected. Right, so I, I remember seeing in the paper that for, for Black Friday, the shift was people still shop, but it all moved online. Uh, do we have a sense for what happened with our, with our, our efforts here? I think people uh, started earlier and are going to extend their shopping later into the season. I also think that, you know, wisely for businesses, that we know are small footprints, um, the kinds of retail shops where we rely on having a really lovely interactive experience with the staff um, and owners. I think in some of those places, it, it just wasn't going to work to ask a lot of people to come to the same place at the same time. Uh, so I think the, um, the measure of how successful shopping small is this year will be meted out over many more days. Um, it was also raining here. Um, and it was also <clears throat> a time of year that there are plenty of locals who welcome visitors, regional visitors that maybe didn't feel comfortable traveling this year. Um, I think it did as well as we could have hoped for. Well, it sounds like what we really should hope for also is that we will have a small business December. Right. Exactly. Um, the messaging started early. It started, some, some folks were putting out the November is the new December message at the end of October. So uh, it's, it's one this year where I think folks are taking any, business owners are taking any stab that they can. Is this going to resonate with my consumers? Or what about this? Is um, Cyber Monday going to resonate? Because maybe they don't sell technology or airline tickets. And those were in years past the more popular Cyber Monday um, products, but that's not relevant right now. What's relevant is using the uh, opportunities that your audience is listening to connect with them about what you're offering. Um, and there certainly were and are plenty of deals. Well, and I, I'm hopeful that because people who are fortunate enough to have the means to do all sorts of travel and, and other experiential spending, since they can't do that to the same degree or they haven't been doing that to the same degree, there should be some, some funds available to support local businesses, local restaurants, local shops. Isn't that true? And um, doing so in a way where you're reconnecting maybe with some business owners locally that you just haven't had a chance to, you know about them, um, you 
maybe were a frequent shopper there long ago and you gravitated away and, and that shopper, you know, of course the, the onus is partly on the business owner to remake that connection in whatever way their customer base feels. But with social media, we see, I mean, so many business owners are just reaching out and being responded to. I think what's really um, a great part of a much more organic campaign that doesn't necessarily have small business Saturday, Saturday or shop small um, labeled on it, but is just more organic or just the number of people we've all seen them this weekend for sure on Small Business Saturday populate a Facebook post that just says, hey, I'm shopping local at name of business. Where are y'all shopping? And then people just populate it. Here's my friends. Here's the place I just came from. I just ordered online because I can pick up curbside at this place and they're all local. And it's just a really much more, um, you know, organic way to remind people. But I think what you're saying is absolutely true about people's budgets. People who um, have that flexibility, those of us who have been able to work in offices um, and haven't necessarily had to be on the front lines, I think there's a lot of folks who um, are looking at what's a really high quality product that I can purchase. Um, there's a lot of treat yourself messaging out there. And there's also a lot of just remembering that um, these business owners, especially in retail, you know, they've really always been stocking and supplying and making purchases for this um for this this sort of personality of new orleans and so those folks are you know you can rely upon the fact that they're probably going to be carrying something that is pretty tempting in terms of a, a bigger budget item so can you tell me i'm sure you can tell me will you tell me the benefits, why it's important for this money to go to somebody uh, on Bayou Road or a small business on Magazine Street versus uh, Jeff Bezos. Right. I mean, the thing is that those folks are your neighbors. They, you know, are the boosters of your soccer team. They are uh, employing others of your neighbors. Uh, and those others of your neighbors are also spending money in the local community. So to put statistics around it, um, 67 cents on every dollar that's spent locally stays locally for longer. Does it stay here for a measurable period of time? Yes. So what do we mean by state sticks around? We're saying that, um, you know, almost 70% of that money is then recycled, meaning it's being used to purchase other things locally before it goes out of our local or regional economy. So people bank locally, and that's one way that it sticks around. People employ local um, employees, and those employees then also participate in that local purchasing. So um, local grocery store chains or um, smaller businesses that your employee may um, patronize. Uh, that's another way to measure that uh, duplication effect. And then, I mean, this is year round of year round relevance, but the, the fact that the small business owner is um, doing the things that are more reflective of the values of our community is something that is, is really um, measurable and does import, you know, it lends an importance to what, what we value about small business without us always necessarily being able to articulate that. We just know that they're there when we need them. Um, but we don't always know what that means. And if we're relying on them and they're there when, when um, we need them, uh, they need us now. All those years that they were there when we needed them, now they need us because they may be facing months of 
SPAC grant um, that they stretched out ahead into 2021 uh, because they negotiated with their landlord. But here's 2021 that they're facing shortly. And so um, the buying early, the November, the new December that I mentioned, and the buying gift cards all really helps with that because someone who's in this, um, you know, the, the, at a, a very specific intersection for planning the future of their business could really benefit from being able to plan ahead into next year um, with this additional boost. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. I wanted to ask and steer this toward the pandemic, which, uh, how does the circumstances of 2020 and the stress that so many of these businesses are under, you know, further underline the importance of what you guys are promoting? Right, I mean, I think what business owners need has changed in some ways and hasn't in others. Folks always needed to be able to cover the rent. Now it's just something where it's a very verbal, vocal, out there um, fact in what we're dealing with every day. Um, some business owners need more um, assistance in other ways. Some business owners, um, you know, maybe weren't savvy about e-commerce, and so an organization like our at Stay Local, we've been able to connect those folks to resources. A business who is a local business that. Um, you know, which has a tremendous amount of e-commerce experience can be connected to one that doesn't. Um, and I think the other thing that, that local business owners need is, um, is the ability to rely on that, that future um, planning. So being able to know, um, you know, the number of people who are bringing an employee force back um, and may need uniforms, you know, that kind of thing where it's, I think it's really, um, of course, always good practice for the business owner to check in with their clients. But for those who have basically no marketing budget, I mean, there was um, a survey nationally, not locally, but um, there was a, a subset um, of a, a regional survey as well that indicated just for this holiday season how few business owners have any marketing budget at all. So we're talking about, you know, populating the Facebook page with your, here's why I'm shopping locally and here are others. It's also all the things you can do that are Three, if you don't have a huge holiday budget or you've spent your holiday money and you still want to help, it's just liking their page, reposting something they post, telling a friend to go there, um, stopping people. When I was out walking on Small Business Saturday, stopping people and just saying, you know, you used to be, right, we were more used to helping tourists find a place because they can't pronounce the street. But now it's more like stopping other locals or, or maybe, you know, drive-in tourists, drive market tourists, and just saying like, are you looking for something? What can I help you find? And maybe they're standing outside of um, something they don't really think is a chain. You know, it's just that awareness. It's, that's what the business owners need right now from us. It's just that support, that local awareness and, and um, helping. And, and um, it's sort of inserting ourselves in that way. And then also remember there are a lot of um, B2B, there's a lot of service um, that goes on. You know, this is less of the focus of Small Business Saturday, which is retailers. Um, but I think if you're in a service, um, it, it helps right now to know um, for, you know, a B2B relationship you have, what that business is, is doing. What are they thinking? Are they thinking about closing? Are they thinking about moving to another commercial corridor? You know, just that kind of good communication. I'm curious, uh, how important is it for a shop on Oak or Maple to, to build out their e-commerce and try and operate in that same space as Amazon? Uh, is that going to be a decent percentage of what they do uh, this month and during this whole 
this whole crisis that we're in? Or is that trying to compete on an on a unfair playground or playing field? And so they just stick to the personal service stuff. How does that we work? know it's an unfair play, <laughs> playing field. We, there's absolutely no question. There's, uh, you, you know, multiple hundreds of page report um, that a congressional committee put out in October <laughs> that it's an unfair playground. We, we have uh, plenty of documentation of the, the ways in which um, buying on Amazon squelches competition and really sets up the small businesses that they add to their platform for almost failure. Um, but what is good, if we can say there's something good about the way people have become comfortable shopping online is that if they can do it locally, you know, I think there's a pretty strong chance that with the reputation that local businesses have, for all that we're saying, all that they do for a community and that additional sort of like customer service and local delivery and being there um, year round and being very communicative about, we're out of that, but how about, can I, can I suggest this? This is a similar product, which Amazon maybe really isn't good at doing. Um, but I think the, the ROI is, is there for the business, of course, depending on what they do with their e-commerce. Um, it, can you compete in the sense of uh, search engine optimization to the degree of Amazon? Of course not. It's not a level playing field and we also don't have, an average business owner is not going to have those millions of dollars um, to get those eyeballs. But is there a, a way in which this sort of standard standardization of being an online shopper is just as appealing at a local, that shopper is just as, um, is, finds the online local business platform just as appealing? Sure. I mean, it's a, it's a way to connect with a customer whose habits are a certain, are, are a certain set of habits and there's certain set of habits is um, they, you know, are willing or more interested in not engaging personally. They would rather do something with, at what they consider their convenience um, middle of the night or without getting dressed and going out the door. Um, so is there a payoff? I mean, it depends how much you're spending, which depends on who you hired, which depends on what advice you got. So sure, I mean, of course, still, um, there's no blanket way to say that building e-commerce is going to pay off by the date that you maybe predicted it would. But the thing is, a lot of businesses did it when the pandemic first hit. And so that investment being already, you know, part of their equation for this year means that our interest in shopping online locally for the holidays is only going to benefit that initial investment that the business um, started more. Um, and so, and then, you know, our directory of, bus of local businesses, of um, certified local businesses at Stay Local's website, that directory it gives you the opportunity. It tells you whether that business is open for physical walk-in and it also tells you if it has an online platform. So, you know, the information is going to stay relevant um, for people who want to continue to shop online. It sounds like if, if I'm a small business owner and listening to this podcast right now, can I get in touch with Stay Local and you guys can connect that, uh, me to resources to help build, build out that type of thing? Absolutely. Of course. I mean, that's what we're here for. There's so many business owners that can plug in um, at different points. Some people have um, a website that's just, it's just not working for them. And they sometimes receive advice that's too dramatic or too extreme where the website maybe needs some tweaks. Um, and so when people don't have that 
capital to invest. Um, I think that's another benefit of working B2B with another local business is that that sort of customization can come a little more easily because we're all working in the same market, same local market. Right. So what, um, what are local businesses doing besides building out their e-commerce to make shopping as convenient as possible and as appealing as possible? Like, are, are people innovating and doing clever things right now during the pandemic? I was really um, impressed with the number of deals people are offering. People are offering um, deals that, you know, certainly to them are, if they pay off, worth it. But, you know, there are situations where you think um, you almost want to pay full price because you feel like, oh, no, is this deal something that, you know, ultimately um, I, I will feel guilty for taking advantage of. But you have to remember that that's all built in as a, as a consumer. Um, people are offering to just incredible customer service, like I was saying before, and I think making people feel as comfortable as they want with whatever they're doing. They're also, you know, reviving a lot of um, uh, elements to the in-person experience that aren't um, going to be the same. Um, but, you know, bookstores are continuing to have book signings, just socially distanced. Um, and then I think also, you know, more because restaurants are certainly a part of small businesses and more folks that are having live music. You know, I think people are reviving elements of the in-person experience that people that are valuable that can still be um, done safely. Um, and there's even a couple stores that have a whole, it's a whole virtual tour of the store. So you actually see how the layout um, is and you experience the shop as you would if you were there for those shops that are just too small to even really have lots and lots of people being just even a few people. Um, and so that's a, you know, that's definitely a technology that I, I think is more cost effective than it was even a few years ago. Right. Um, so I'm thinking about the way I've been covering small businesses during the pandemic. And, and I know I, I've, you know, I have to report so much grim news that I get excited when I can, when I can talk about a happy story. Right. So like, uh, um, Haas is you know, on, on Oak Street, which is still kicking and getting ready to turn 100 and people have rallied and the, supported them and they're doing okay, you know. Uh, and then you think about bookstores and bike shops and all these people that have, that, that in some cases are doing better than they would have or a lot better. But I, I worry that um, the danger in that is that, you know, painting a rosy picture of a situation that, that can be really dire for a lot of people. And we all know that restaurants in particular and definitely a lot of retailers are in danger right now. So why is it important to think beyond those, you know, happy accidents and think about just the small business community as a whole? You know, because all of these local businesses throughout you know, the GNO multi-parish area, they're still located near one another. And so their strength is, you know, as much um, physically geographic. So for some commercial quarters, those missing businesses that may go away are not going to really do that many favors to that, those block, that block or those blocks if those, um, those commercial spaces remain empty or worse, you know, unfortunately, if they attract um, a business that, isn't local, meaning a franchise that isn't headquartered in New Orleans. Right. Area. Um, one that, you know, doesn't 
have a headquarters even regionally where the funds are being sent far away, the, the profits. Um, and then the other thing about, you know, what we see anytime we see a, a big economic shift like this is that it, there are invariably a few sectors that benefit and others that aren't. And this is just, this is retails and bars and restaurants turn. And maybe it wasn't um, at another time or it won't be in the future. Got you. You know, it's, I was talking to Stan Harris from the Louisiana Restaurant Association maybe two weeks ago. And uh, I don't remember the exact numbers, but Louisiana and, and general and New Orleans in particular, the ratio of, of chain restaurants to independent restaurants is so out of whack with the rest of the country because we just value uh, mom and pops, local restaurants so much more. Uh, is that, does that carry over into retail and shops and everything else? Is, is, is New Orleans just kind of more of an independent thinking place? It's more of an independent thinking place. It, you know, for the places that um, reach those customers, our customers are just magnificently and incredibly loyal. Mm. Um, and they have, um, you know, they've weathered some changes that are placed upon them and they don't do all that much necessarily um, to have to change in return. And so I think that's another thing, you know, um, that's a great example of the restaurants. It's like there's certain restaurants that we call classics or dishes that we call classics. And some people might think, well, why would you want to um, find that same dish on the menu in multiple places? And it's like, well, because it's in multiple places here and then nowhere else. And so it's kind of that same thing um, with, with retail. It's like, you know, there's certain things we find different iterations of all within, you know, however many square area, but then nowhere else. And then you're in an airport somewhere um, and you see someone with that and you're like, that's from, okay, yeah, of course. So yeah, I mean, there's definitely that, that, um, it's like a local universality, which actually doesn't even really sound like a term, but I think that it is. <laughs> you just coined it. I like it. Um, it could be, that could be your, um, you know, autobiography title. Um, okay. So two more questions for you. Um, what kind of programs and policy is out there right now to support these small businesses? What, what else, what is missing? What is needed? Right. Well, marketing and word of mouth is what we're talking about. We're all doing right. We're, we're putting that word of mouth out there. Um, Stay Local has had a free listing um, opportunity for any business um, that meets our ability to certify you as a local business for as long as we've been around. And that populates uh, an online map and, um, and guide to local businesses. Others have those too. I recommend to people that you populate as many as you can. Any list any directory any anything um you know put your business name in that hat because the more places it only appeals to a variety of different types of consumers um so so marketing is what folks need that is low cost or no cost and and that is a lot of what people are getting um also some direct assistance so obviously programs that came out at the beginning of the pandemic that um, government programs assistance programs and uh, programs that partnered with banks are being reconsidered potentially for the, the new year. Um, but there, there are some city funds. So there's city funds for curbside dining. So that's specific to restaurants and bars. Um, and then there are city funds directly for businesses on commercial quarters, just in Orleans Parish. Um, but those are many quarters. And they're also those funds are also open to businesses in other parishes that want to add a location uh, in Orleans Parish. So those are geographically specific. Um, and then I think what's missing is 
the support for restaurants, bars and event venues and live music venues. And um, there has been legislation proposed since March or April. It's just, it was not the one that got put in the mix. And I think there's a huge number of people in your audience that already know what those are and how to support them. But if they do come back up, you know, we will certainly be among the many voices shouting from the rooftops to call your elected official for um, Save Our Stages, Restaurant Act, and so on. Yeah, it seemed like a lot of the, you know, um, hindsight has been, we should have been paying bars and similar businesses to stay closed. You know, like if you, if you have to close, instead of trying to do this, this painful reopening and then shut it back down again, all that stuff, just, just figure out a way to help these people, um, the businesses and the employees stay afloat while we sh shut down for everyone's health and safety. But, um, okay. So last question for you, uh, <laughs> two-parter, as you're looking ahead at, to next year, and thinking about the community that you serve, what concerns you the most and then what gives you hope? Oh, so gosh, this, yeah. <laughs> um, I think what concerns me is a potential possible um, lack of lesson learned, just um, not, not acting enough on the information we did gather when so many black owned businesses and businesses owned by persons of color were shut out from the um, application process processes. Um, very small businesses were, were also um, left out of some of that by virtue of the way in which those programmatic regulations were rolled out. Um, and then also self, the self-employed gig workers and et cetera. So, so um, what worries me is we, we have those lessons learned. There are a lot of folks among um, stay locals, colleagues uh, in the community of, of all of us who support businesses from more of a technical standpoint that know that those mistakes can't be made. But what worries me is that we don't have the collective voice loud enough to prevent them from being made. And we spend a lot of time doing what was done already, which is hurrying up and flagging these issues and flag, flag, flag. And, you know, um, and then I think gives me hope is just the incredible amount of people who have a strong sense of what local is. Um, you know, there can be those moments where people question it, like, is it, is it local? <laughs> um, but I, I, you just don't see it happen that often. People usually can distinguish. And so having that knowledge and being emboldened to act on it as the economy gets better. I just have great hope that people will carry this message forward and we won't be in a position where we're saying what happened to all that local um, love because it'll just be second nature as, as we continue to recover. Well, that sounds like a good scenario. I hope that uh, comes to fruition. Marian Miller, thank you for your time. You're welcome. Thanks, listeners out there. Thanks for listening to another episode of Biz Talks. If you like what you hear each week, don't forget to rate us and leave a comment wherever you listen to your podcasts. And follow us on social media at Biz New Orleans. For more information or to contact us, please visit bizneworleans.com slash biztalks.